0: This is episode 10 of This Is Us 2 with Mary and Blake. I trusted you more than anyone, Mom. You have robbed me of the feeling of trust. Do you
1: understand how that feels? You feel better yelling at her? No, because she couldn't care less. Come on. You're a parent, Randall. You know that these things aren't that simple. Maybe you're looking at this all the wrong way. What other way could there possibly be? Relax your eyes and look through it.
0: It's right there in front of you. From Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC, so sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Mary Larson.
1: My name is Blake, and I remember the first and... Last time I ever tried mushrooms.
0: Oh gosh, I <laughs> thankfully have never had the experience. So,
1: oh my goodness, my goodness, that mushrooms are not something to be trifled with. Nope, my friend, I believe you. I was, oh, I think I was probably twenty-three or twenty-four. Okay. Oh no, I, was, I think I was twenty-three, and I was at my buddy's house right before you met me. That's true, okay. actually. And I was at my buddy's house, and we were. My buddy used to live on a uh, on a reservoir, right? And so we were we were in his house, and I. And by the way, mushrooms taste awful. They they literally taste like feces. They're oh awful.
0: God, why? I
1: don't uh, know why anybody wants to do them. They're crazy. Anyway, yeah. so my buddy used to live on a reservoir, and we were inside the house, and um, we were partying one night, and I, he's like, hey, "You mean? You want to do some shrooms?" I was like, "Yeah, okay." Never done them before. Tried it. And nothing really happened. And all of a sudden, like 20 minutes later, yeah. I was staring at his window. Uh-oh. And I thought that his <laughs> drapery <laughs> was going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like it wanted to strangle me.
0: So you had that dumb face that Randall had. Right.
1: And I remember vividly looking at it going, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I have to leave. So I went outside and I looked out at the reservoir and the moon was shining. I thought it was the sun because it was at night, but I thought it was the sun. (laughs) And so I turned around so I didn't have to look at the moon anymore, sparkling off of the reservoir. (laughs) It's too bright. So suddenly I saw a squirrel and I had a conversation with the squirrel about the Red Sox winning the World Series. And I sat and talked to that squirrel for about a good 10 minutes. (laughs) And that's all I remember from my experience. So kids, if you're listening, (laughs) don't do drugs. The the more you know. (laughs) The
0: more you know. (laughs) All right, so tell me some of the details about this episode.
1: So the title was... The trip, and I think we all know why it was the trip. I
0: like that it had double meaning in this episode. <laughs> it was a
1: double entendre, if yes. you will. Imagine that—a
0: trip to the cabin.
1: And the director was Uta Brisevitz. i am not sure how you pronounce it. It's German, so it could be Brichwitz. Uh She's done actually. She has a lot of experience with all the Marvel shows on on Netflix, uh, Jessica Jones, and. Uh, Iron Fist and even uh, the Defenders. Also did some other uh, shows like The Deuce on HBO, Fear the Walking Dead, and Orange is the New Black. So this is a pretty well versed director. Yeah, uh, she she's pretty experienced. She, exactly. she's, she's got some. Uh, she's got some. How about the writer? Some gumption, if you will. And the writer was Vera he- uh, Herbert, which is a show. She did a show called Awkward. Uh, and it, I think that's her only credit, as okay. a matter of fact, outside of This Is Us, so it's a relatively new writer, Very and cool. I think it shows a little bit mm-hmm. that she's a relatively new writer in that she only has one credit other than This Is Us, mm-hmm. uh, meaning you know she's she she does well, but there are some things in here that I think really need some improvement, and my darling. I yeah. would love to know what your lemonade rating is.
0: My lemonade rating is a 4.5. A good episode. An interesting episode. Gave me different feels here or there. there were so you're kind of,
1: of co-signing with me then that this is like, you can kind of understand that this is somewhat yeah. of a relatively newer, it, newish. It, yes. Okay. Yes.
0: I, I'll agree with you. What did you get for the lemonade rating?
1: You know, I think I'm going to get take shame for this one. And- uh, I'm I'm okay with that, but I'm gonna give it a four point three.
0: I won't take shame you on that one.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Maybe the listeners might take shame <laughs> me, <laughs> but I'll stay in my take bunker. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I liked it. I I enjoyed it. I think there were some interesting things. A, a good a good risk. Yes, you know that was taken here with uh, with. Re- Combining Randall and his dad for these, like these visions, almost. Uh, at least it wasn't a squirrel. I'll say that.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> but other than that, no, I think I think it was good. What was your your good, bad, great your your GBG? My GBGs.
0: All right. So my good for this episode was that the big three are all finally together because of course Kate made it really late to Thanksgiving and then Thanksgiving didn't really happen. So we get to have a nice episode with the three of them in person interacting with each other as much as they could with a drugged up Randall. Mm-hmm. My bad was that they just let the drugged up <laughs> Randall stand outside in the great outdoors high on shrooms. This is a gentleman who probably doesn't really, you know, do shrooms.
1: No, <laughs> and, uh, no I, I don't think on the reg.
0: This is not his regular thing. So what about the wilderness? What about bears? What about him getting lost? Maybe finding a squirrel himself? <laughs> like everybody was just like, oh, we have his keys. I think he's fine. And then they go back inside. I thought they were going to sit on the porch and be like, whatevs. Let's just like kind of babysit him or maybe tie a rope around his leg so he could only go
1: so far. Nope. I thought Kevin was great. He was like, no, no, he's fine. He's fine. He's good. Yep. yep. <laughs> Randall's just staring blankly.
0: Yep. That was Uh-oh. my bad. I was like, oh, goodness Uh-oh. gracious. But my great was that uh, Randall got to have this amazing interaction with Jack. And now, granted, I really doubt that Randall would have drank in that crap, that mushroom crap, and so much of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, first off, I feel like Randall wouldn't just go into a fridge and drink somebody else's smoothie. But We'll, we'll push that aside I loved that it did give him the chance that we could have these two adult men who wouldn't have been able to interact in this show had it not been for some kind of a drug or dream or something like right. that because Jack is obviously dead so I'm really happy about that especially when uh, Randall says to him um, you know uh, I was the replacement baby I was the replacement for your dead baby that's all I've ever been and then Jack could actually like put his hands on him and say you weren't a choice Randall you were a fact the moment I saw you I knew you were my boy. Oh. And I'm so happy I got to have that scene. It was such a beautiful scene. So that's my good, bad, great. How about you?
1: My good continues to be Sterling K. Brown. Um, he he takes what I think would otherwise be a, a pretty ham-fisted and heavy-handed <laughs> trip uh, and, and sequence of events for between he and his dad and he and his mom eventually as an adult. Uh, and he elevates that entire notion and that entire experiment he elevates it to what i think is you're just an actor awe. yeah like I, I i'm pretty impressed like i, I watched him in, in oj simpson versus the people you know like on fx okay you know. great oh no i'm sorry it wasn't oj simpson versus the american the, the american people it was it was american crime story oj simpson anyway i, I thought he was fantastic really well they're two separate shows it's like, i can't even <laughs>
0: believe it and yet i can't at the same time so but
1: he i like for some reason he is just really killing it on on this show here and in my opinion he continues to be the best character the most mm-hmm. fleshed out character uh and the the most well acted character I, I on this show so far he, he again he is the epitome of human spackle he he covers up all of the holes yeah. in this show. There's
0: a little some weird thing that you don't like too much, and then you get a Randall scene, and you right. forgive it all. And you because of it that, all,
1: because of that, he's be- he's quickly becoming my binky. He, <laughs> what he, do you mean? He is definitely my binky. You know, like you know how at Thanksgiving I always say what I, that I'm always thankful for who. Oh, come on. Me? No, I'm always thankful uh, for Tom wine. Brady. Thank you. That's because Tom Brady is my binky. Anything he does is I'm, I was
0: going through the Rolodex of what I'm thankful for on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I usually feel awkward on Thanksgiving, so I'm generally thankful for wine. Um, <laughs> but yes, for you, you always do say
1: Tom Brady. Th- th- I always say Tom Brady. and Because <laughs> anything he does is perfect. And everything he does is perfect. He can never do any wrong. He's my binky. And I love Tom Brady. Uh, for example, also Tobias Menzies on Outlander is my binky yeah and now sterling k brown is quickly becoming my binky he is amazing Love my, it. so my bad my bad is i last episode i was on i was in take development on this one i i'm fully out of take development okay and olivia and kevin uh, I'm, I'm out yeah i, I am totally out. i don't want them to come back Nope. i want her out of the picture i mean i picture. want kevin to
0: come back no, no but Kev, I'm also...
1: kevin's fine kevin kevin's fine but I, Olivia, I want out. She is gone. I'm no longer in take development. Mm-hmm. She... I, Okay. In one way, I kind of like Olivia because she can be a lot of different things for this show. But the problem is, is that they're not necessarily character-rooted. They're just what the, the, the plot needs her to be. One moment, she's... Really great and happy and loving on on Thanksgiving, and giving Kevin this kiss. And then the next moment, she's getting felt up by uh, her boy Ash. Man bun. Yeah, man bun over here. Wait, he, come he on, just man, be bun. man bun. Yeah, called man Yeah, get man bun out of here. I
0: will say, she did say one thing in this episode that I was like, hmm, where she said, like, she was talking to Kate and she said, You don't know me. That's true. Or you think you know me. So I'm like, was Olivia, did she battle with obesity? Did she battle with something that, you know, she has her own personal scars? I mean, for her to say that, it is something. So that was the only that i was okay with olivia because it made me wonder okay well what is it olivia <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> so so with that said i like when when kevin ends up with the lady who was the playwright that says she hates sloan so uh, yeah sloan whatever whatever her name sloan you and know, i think ra- she's adorable random girl number one okay i think him being with random girl number one it 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 denigrates the relationship oh, yeah. that he had with olivia number oh, one yeah. but number two it's like why am I even investing anything in into like why did I even waste my time with it? Like what am I doing with this? Her and him and I'm seeing it as Kevin
0: tried to open himself up. Kevin is trying something new and then it just blew up in his face and he is not trusting. So I I saw it as like a Kevin development. Right,
1: okay. All right. So my great my great though. My great is I absolutely love when a show or a film takes a scene or a line of dialogue and says one thing and then later on recontextualizes that scene or that line of dialogue and for example Mm -hmm. um in this episode you know, it's all about the eye illusion, the optical illusion for the, the poster. You have to see through it. You have it. to see through it. Yes. And it's a joke in the beginning. Like, and they they make fun of Rand. Um, they make fun of Kevin, and Kevin's making fun of it to Man Bun, and all of these things. They're all happening. It's funny. But then it gets recontextualized mm-hmm. as we played at the beginning of the our podcast episode here for Randall from his dad. You have to see. Through the crap, you and that's
0: see- when you get the the vision of Rebecca losing her flipping mind, locking all the doors, right. hide your kids, hide your wife.
1: Right. So I. Love when people or shows or whatever do that. Like uh remember the prestige at the beginning of the film, the first shot is of all the hats, mm-hmm. of all the top hats. Mm-hmm. And at the time you're like, what the hell? The top what? Who is making such a mess? But spoiler alert, when you see the film, you realize that is the entire crux of the film. Mm-hmm. So when you see it again, you're like, oh my god, they showed me the whole point right yes. at the beginning. And I didn't even know it. And they recontextualize it. Love it. I fracking love when shows do that. So Oh by the way, before we continue on, yes. I d I wanna have I, I wanna say one thing. I, I had a chance to revisit Police Academy 3.
0: When do you have all this time?
1: <laughs> when you go away. I'd, when you when I've you been do been things with you. no but when you do thing when you go off to band or when okay. you go out with friends or whatever I I get the kids to bed early and I get a chance to I get a chance to do some research for the show Mary maybe you should try it too. and watch Police Academy <laughs> three <laughs> yeah. so Police Academy three sneaky good really sneaky good not great okay sneaky good I'm still gonna say that Police Academy one is much better okay much better but to say that Police Academy three was well, the best one. It, you get you got to be on Planet Zippy for that. Planet Zippy. Well, okay. on that okay. note,
0: let's talk about this episode a little bit more. Okay. Um, really, Randall stole the show.
1: Oh, yeah. This is a Randall episode, in my opinion, all I mean, the way through. We
0: just need to touch on a couple of things. Kate and Toby still broke up broken up and I like that Toby called her out on it when she called him as she's going through all these things after being called out by Kate that right. you're afraid you're going to lose the weight and nothing else is going to change right. and she calls Toby just to tell him like a lot of people do when they break up with someone they're like hey we're broken up but you're still my best friend.
1: Hashtag awkward phase. Right. That was, was going to be my story but that, oh. I felt that the shrooms were, yeah. were, was a much better story.
0: Yes. <laughs> but yeah awkward phase
1: <laughs> when you break up with somebody you're still like do I do are we dating? Are we not dating? Do I I like you, but I can't be with you, so I'm still gonna call you. Maybe we're still gonna hook up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Awkward face sucks. It's the worst thing that humans have ever created. <laughs> I hate awkward face.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of do too. I kinda do too. So I like that Toby called her out on it. Like, no, I can't be this person for you. So that's the Kate debacle going on. And she also has a great conversation with Kevin, where you know, he does say, You are scared. This is kind of crazy. And and she was fighting him on it the entire episode. And he's like, You're talking about me major surgery like i am right. your brother i get to call you out on, on this it's kind of intense and i love that she said if i'm going to get through this i'm going to need my brothers right and they're always going to be there and that was awesome we have kevin going through this thespian menage a quattro situation <laughs> with
1: man bun oh my and, and random girl number one sloan the playwright I'm... <laughs> her name's sloan listen I, I i liked kate's Story for the most part, um, how she played off of Olivia, even though it was, it was like a little bit of a, a hot-o move to be like, I know who you are, I know what kind of girl you are. Like, okay, calm down. But I like the idea that she's being questioned by her by her brothers mm-hmm. or by her brother, whatever. I, Kevin's story, I have no time for. I, I just do that on your own time. <laughs> I just, it just felt, I, I, did, I, I, I got nothing from Kevin's I story. Liked- well, I
0: liked that he did invite all these people there accidentally. That he just, you know, invited Olivia, and then Olivia right. kind of conned this poor girl Sloane, who had to leave the birth of her niece. That's the whole reason she went to this car, mm-hmm. just to go. You—that's another thing to check on the list of Olivia sucks.
1: Oh. Olivia is the worst.
0: Yeah, I'm She's not a the fan. worst. I like that Kate called her out. You know what? This is Kate's house. This is Kate's retreat. She thought it was just going to be the three of them. And then yeah. in comes is this hussy, this straight up hussy uh, with man bun ex-boyfriend. And Kate's like, this was supposed to be family bonding I, time. I think this
1: is the problem with the writing for this episode in that, you know, we had such a great experience for Thanksgiving and all of a sudden Kate just shows up and is like, you're a hussy. But Olivia hadn't done anything really yet to prove that she would. In fact, she had done the opposite. She took the pie. She did give him that kiss. He he was having a good relationship with Olivia for a little bit. Except she
0: brought a man bun. And Kate, as a girl, saw all that sexual tension probably. (laughs) She was like, yep, I know who this is. So... I, you know, I, I, I liked the Kate conversations. I like that she's in this, she is in an awkward phase with herself. She yep. does want to make these big changes. She I like still that. loves Toby.
1: I like that Toby kind of gave her the business, though. Yeah. He gave her the business because he was like, I, listen, that's great, but I, are we dating or not? Because if we're not, I can't do this. And, and he was able to put you. his
0: boundaries. Oh, that
1: was awesome. Now, okay, let's be honest here. We all know, we all know. That Toby's coming back. Yeah. But I'm happy that he was like, no. Take a step back. And he just hung up. I think I think Kate needs that.
0: I was the queen of awkward phase. <laughs> I would break up and then I'd be like, hey. Oh, my
1: God. What, what you doing? Oh, my God. Awkward phase is the worst. It's worse than Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> Surely. All right. So,
0: Randall, having these conversations yeah. with his dad... Mm-hmm finding out how hard jack struggled with rebecca oh. because he wanted to hire a pri- private eye he didn't see like what the big deal was mm-hmm. how you know then he goes and and asks Yvette like how to you know find these male role models that are they're black how he talks to her about the freaking tongue thing oh that tongue rolling thing
1: <laughs> so
0: sad and yet so sexual when Rebecca was like I can I can do it I'll show you how to do it wait can you do it yeah
1: oh I can do it too cool, cool. can you
0: can you make yours like a w and call no it multiple no times? I had no way I Can't can
1: oh my god I, I know this is bad podcasting but still like you can kind of hear it like Yeah, that's gross. (laughs) So
0: so, let's talk about Randall.
1: Well, let let me start this conversation by asking you a question, my darling. How did you feel? Like, were you excited at the notion of getting all the PSN kids together, only to have them have their own separate through lines this entire time. They had like they had that yeah. one moment where they were looking through the pictures and Randall's being a little bit of, you know, a dink about his mom.
0: it's okay. It just happened the day before. And,
1: and I get it. I get it. But still, like they only had that one moment and then after that, you know, Randall's off on his own peyote trip and Kate's off doing an awkward phase and then we have Olivia who's the worst. I would blame the Olivia party crashers. I feel like if the
0: party crashers didn't come, the big three would have had more interactions, would have gotten into some stuff, would have looked at more pictures, played a game, chatted things out with Randall. I think that the when the Party Crashers came, it threw Randall and Kate off, right. where it wasn't no longer this bonding. So I agree right. with you. It kind of made me sad because I was excited to have them hang out together. But I know that there's going to be more of that. And one of the things that sparked my interest was Kate saying, I can't do this without you guys. Is Kate moving to the east?
1: Yes. Yes, that's going to happen. Because Toby's out west. Oh. So if she's supposed
0: to get back with Toby,
1: he's gonna he, he's gonna move. He's I mean, there's
0: move. still good spaghetti in New
1: York. There's better spaghetti in New yeah, York. Yeah, all the Italians are in New York. <laughs> what did you think about the risk of the the trip? You know, hashtag or or I'm sorry, uh, lowercase t trip, uh, of all of the drugs and Randall and taking the risk of being with his dad and having these visions. Like, what did you think about... Did you think think that was interesting? Did you think that was... Well,
0: it really confused me that Randall drank this drink. Okay. That's where I really struggled in this episode. And my biggest reasoning for it being only a 4.5. In addition to some of the writing and the whole tomfoolery of the people showing up, I don't understand why Randall drank it. And part of me wondered, is this the equivalent of him just drinking like, you know... Half a bottle of bourbon. Like, did he know like he knew he knew that was a funky weird shake man and he drank <laughs> half of it.
1: I would say that it's a it's a pretty weird uh MacGuffin, you know, for the episode. I don't know what that means. Well it's like a thing that uh, uh a is like uh uh oh, you know what it would be? A perfect example would be the um the arc in Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's a MacGuffin. Okay, Okay. that's the thing that sets everything in motion.
0: It's like just don't question it. Yeah, this this is what it is, and this and this,
1: this, this is what makes the story go forward. Okay, okay, and the the drink is the and like. Would Randall drink that? I mean, the guy is in spectacular shape. You know he treats his body like a temple. Yeah. He ain't drinking just some random stuff in some random fridge that Even some randos brought.
0: <laughs> if he thought it was going to be chocolate milk. It didn't taste like chocolate milk Tasted like, like no. you're describing dirt. It dirts. tastes like feces. A poop. <laughs> yes, poop. <laughs> so he drank poop, a poop, half a poop. container of poop. <laughs> Okay. Right. I don't see Randall doing that. But aside from that, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed that we got adult Randall and adult Jack. I loved that Jack was caring for the building mm-hmm. as he's having these conversations. You know, Jack just was so hands on. Mm-hmm. Um and and I liked that. I liked that he was always moving and to me, I don't know. Um, it just was a very masculine episode. Right. You know, in that father figure way that, um, you know, Jack was even battling with himself. And really you find out in that dojo scene, like you are what he needs. Like you are who lifts him up. You are who protects him. So I love that in these scenes, he is, fixing this house right. he is using his hands for the betterment of his family taking care of it joking even that you know there's all these things clogging the gutter with the little army figures right um but I really just loved the the masculinity in Jack in this episode with his talking with Randall um whether it's the flashbacks or any of that um I just I don't know Randall had a great dad
1: I I I'm uncomfortable a little bit with Yvette And how, you know, Jack and Rebecca have been using her as like the litmus test to make sure that Randall's black enough, but yet not black enough. You know know what I mean?
0: But I think that awkwardness is past. I I would do that. I have had Jewish friends who I've had to be like, hey, is this like all right? Because... You know, we lived in a very highly Jewish area, and I had a lot of um, you know interaction with people. So I wanted to check. I mean, I feel like yep. I've done that with other people, where I've asked a good friend, "I don't want to come off rude, or I don't want to do this in an awkward way, yeah. or you know, I'm not Catholic, and pretty much 99 percent of the state of Rhode Island is Catholic. So whenever I go to someone's wedding, I feel like I have to talk to a Catholic friend and be like, "What am I allowed to do? <laughs> do I just stay in my seat? Do I get communion? Do I do, do I, I eat the thing? What what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> how does this happen? how does this work? Will so, God smite me? <laughs> I feel like they had their first awkward yes, you know, with at the pool. Right. Oh, right, you right. know. I but I feel like that awkwardness is out and I, I like that they have that and I like that Yvette is so easygoing with it, where right. she is comfortable giving them her opinion. I
1: guess I guess what I'm getting at is I, I wasn't down with the dojo scenes until the end when they talk about the initiation and Jack is doing the push-ups with mm-hmm. Randall on his back and how he does have this community of people that he can rest himself on. He does have this foundation. Uh, Randall does. Yes. And uh, I, I I, liked that at the end. Another cool thing I noticed about all the flashbacks and even the visions and the current storyline, mm-hmm. the flashbacks had this really cool... um like bluish filter to them. Yeah, Instagram. Uh, yeah, and the the Visions, the color was drained out pretty significantly. And the current storyline, it was a relatively straightforward lens. Like it was just, this, this is the color, this is what we're doing. So I really liked how they differentiated all of it. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the, the brilliant thing uh, between the Visions and the trips and all that other stuff is... I, and I'm going to get super meta about this. Randall is having these conversations with his dad and these words are coming out of Jack's mouth, right? You know, you're my boy. I love you, yada, yada. And you have to see through it, everything. Even the, even the context of his mom in a you know abandoned house with mm-hmm. the locks and, the, and it's dark and she's scared. It's coming out of Jack's mouth. But those are Randall's words. That is Randall still having these visions. Everything that is coming out of Jack's mouth is actually in Randall's Randall. brain. And Randall knows mm-hmm. all of this. And he knows how much his dad loved him mm-hmm. and what he and what they did. So when Jack says, "Listen, I wasn't perfect, but we did everything we could." Y- you as the viewer have to say that's Randall knowing that. Yes. And that's the beautiful part about Randall going to see Rebecca at the end. Oh. Because he knows deep down that his mother did everything she could. Mm-hmm. You know, and then having the flashbacks again.
0: And that she did it alone. Randall really knew that Jack didn't know. I mean, that's the first thing that he tells Jack. And right. Jack doesn't know. And I love that Randall knows that about his dad, that there's no way that these two parents could have held onto the secret together. It would have made them burst. Right. So Rebecca had to have done it and had to have been alone in it and and how hard that must have been for her.
1: And speaking of that secret, I do love the fact that, you know, they showed Rebecca being insecure about it, Mm -hmm. saying, I don't want to lose this one bit of him. I can't lose this. We have to be enough. What if for he wants what if he wants them? Right. You know? And it's not and this is another thing that recontextualizes everything that happens within this episode, right? Because what you end up realizing is that her fears and Randall's fears and everything that they are insecure about isn't necessarily race related. It's more blood related Mm -hmm. you know there are racial things that are going on it is the awkwardness of being black in an all-white family being adopted all of that stuff but randall isn't mad about being the only black kid he's mad that he's missing his dad he says to jack Mm -hmm. if i just had my dad say i want him back it would have been okay everything would have been fine I would have
0: known I wasn't tossed aside. That's what beat him up, is his entire life, he either was a replacement or someone didn't want him.
1: I loved that they made that choice of whatever Randall was missing had nothing to do with race but his blood. Mm -hmm. It had everything to do with a piece of him, Mm -hmm. not what he is. Oh, God. I think that was And his list
0: about talking about how his father, his biological father, could have played piano at his wedding I oh, could have been there for the birth of his daughters right how he could have been there to hear my valedictorian speech yep
1: Ugh. yep and then but then even following up saying to Rebecca it must have been really lonely for you mm-hmm. oh my goodness and like we got the catharsis of him right reading that list a little bit to, to him and his visions and whatever but to hear him say it must have been lonely to Rebecca and to have her kind of break down but then even have uh, yeah. Randall say, no, not yet. Yep. Not yet. I'll see you at Christmas. But
0: I like that he did that. Right. There's still enough love. There's still enough, this is still my family. He yep. did not abandon her. He didn't go there and read off the list. He said, I'll see you at Christmas. So that's a good old month. Right. A good old month for him to really sort this out, for her to sort this out. Right. And possibly for William to die. Oh, man. Whoa. I just got deep. <laughs> Ready? Ready? That... Poems for my son.
1: Oh, man. You know that's coming back, right? We're going to see that eventually. I
0: wanted to cry. This episode had a lot of things like we've talked about. I got a lot of feels and other things I wasn't feeling too much. And then that freaking poems for my son. Oh, All of the scenes with William being so excited, running to that box. I know. Oh, I could teach him. Does he play music? I Could Could I see him? Maybe I can teach him things. Oh, I have something for him.
1: I can get him a cot. He could stay here. I know it's not the oh. best, but da-da-da-da-da. Oh. oh. It, here's a theory that'll blow your mind. Yep. Ready? Bring it. Remember in the flash forward that we saw of Randall crying when, mm-hmm. with William's hat and whatever? Yes. Guarantee you. That's when he discovers the poems from my son. Yes. Oh, man, that would be awesome. So, on that note, <laughs> there's that
0: episode. Are
1: right, you ready to close it out? Mm-hmm. Let's do it.
0: Wanted to thank you all so much for listening. Seriously. Like, we get it. This show is not in season. You guys are listening because you love This Is Us. Maybe you love Blake and I too.
1: You just love my takes. Hey. Or Mary's takes.
0: If this has been enjoyable for you, share it on Facebook. Share it in your Facebook story. Screenshot it on your Instagram or Facebook stories and say, anyone else who likes This Is Us, check out this podcast. This Is Us too. And I want to give a big shout out to our one of our reviewers, Fish Biscuit. Wrote, listening to Mary and Blake's podcast is like talking about your favorite show with your best friend, sitting in your living room with your pajamas while drinking coffee out of your nerdiest mugs. Yes. They're so easygoing and fun to listen to. They're honest, funny, and the flow never feels scripted. I've already seen every episode and love hearing their reactions after seeing it for the first time. Yay. Made me fall in love with the Pearsons all over again. So thank you so much, Fist Biscuit. I'm Mary. My name is Blake. And this is Us Too.